Welcome to Ethereal Odyssey Podcast. We're using divination and intuitive support to help you become your highest possible self. It's 2019, guys. <laughs> so this year, instead of drawing some tarot cards to determine how my year is going to go, I decided to follow numerology. Um, I've only really added, you know, my birth date together to find out what my life path number is. And this number eight, which is the strength card or justice, if you follow the thought, which I don't usually, but I just realized one of my tarot decks do. It's the as a thought. <laughs> Anyways, so this year, um, my birth date plus 2019, <clears throat> excuse me. My birth date plus 2019 ends up being 17, which is the star card, um, which coincidentally (laughs) is my sun sign, Aquarius. So I really loved finding that out, and I reduced that number again to find out what, like, the most root number would be, and that's my life path number, number eight, uh, which is the strength card. Um, I did think that it was interesting because um, I wasn't particularly like, thinking that I was supposed to be working with any type of, like, deity right now, um, coming into a new year and refocusing on, like, what's going on and everything, um, but there's been several, um, instances within just the past day that I should be working more with the Nordic God Tear, which there's not a lot of information on it, um, but there's kind of a lot of correlation when it comes to the justice and strength card. I'll dive more into that later, um, and we'll talk more about justice in the next episode. But for now, we're focusing on the star and the strength card and the number eight in particular. So the star card, I always love seeing it in a reading. It is the Aquarius card, and it makes me feel like so in my element. So not only is it Um, a person who is, you know, very hopeful and rejuvenating. She's rejuvenating the material world as well as, like, the ethereal realm. Um, This little, like, where the land meets the sea reminds me of um, the dream world, mostly. It reminds me of gathering information from the dream world to bring to... If you hear... (laughs) Uh, craziness scattering around. It's my cat playing with the toy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyways, so the dream world. She's replenishing the material world and the dream world with this constant recycling of creativity and flow as well as hope and rejuvenation. And um, yeah, I really love the thought of that. It's amazing. If you're looking at the card, there's eight stars in it, which is pretty awesome. Um, (laughs) I didn't even realize it until I was looking at it. Um, Yeah, I love the star. It's amazing. She makes me feel so hopeful, very uh, utopia-like, everything Aquarius, friendship, um, and the way that she is in this card is she's like almost completely nude. So for me, it's almost like Coming is from a space where you're already very vulnerable and um, left open for criticism, 
but you're still willing to put your energy and your thought and your artistic well-being into this pool of collective uh, knowledge or um, this divine collective um, healing. And I think that's a really inspiring type of um, concept of being vulnerable but still putting out energy to help the collective. And that's really all what the 11th house is that Aquarius generally rules is the house of um, community and collectiveness, friendship, and utopia. Uh, Also somewhat like revolutionary, like this all needs to go and it needs to be like way better than it had. Like what can we do to bring and collaborate with all these different kinds of people in a very creative and like cerebral type of way. And I think the dream state can be very helpful when it comes to uh, tuning in to things and looking at um, looking at situations from a different angle. Um, for me, dreams are very important. Uh, whenever I dream about certain places, such as like my childhood home, I know that I'm having a lot of anxiety. I'm feeling a lot of um, isolation, but also as well as not having a lot of boundaries, which segues into my next point of uh, strength and the eight cards. So why do I feel um, not a lot of boundaries in my childhood home? Well, for me... I, there were six people in a very small house. Um, I was always sharing a room with my siblings until my elder sibling moved out, but I was still probably 17 by the time I got my own room. It was very late in life. And um, just constantly feeling this like suffocation of living in the middle of nowhere and not having transportation, which is another number eight thing. Not having transportation to explore. Um, I was very much being smothered by my siblings' um, (laughs) clutter and debris when I just wanted things to be very zen and neat and tidy. Yes, I was messy at some times, but I've never been one to want to just throw clothes around. Um, I'd rather have some space. So when you look at the eight cards in particular, we'll talk about those first. Um, I pulled them out like the wands, cups, swords, pentacles. You get my drift. So when you look at them in terms of like their common theme, they're all about like these progressive type of situations in life um, and also in a boundary sort of context and control type of context. So when I look at the eight of wands, it's usually like a bunch of wands. You can't tell if they're like coming or going, but it's very intense and a lot going on. Um, And for me, it's like a lot of clutter and a lot of ideas going on, a lot of fiery things. And it's so overwhelming that nothing gets done. No projects get completed. Um... None of the energy is clear, and it's just a big old hot mess. Like, will it reach the end? We have no idea. Is this coming from, like, what is going on? We have no idea. It's way too much with little information. 
So that's like a huge, out of control, too many ideas, um, and needing to take a step back and say, okay, this is my boundary. I am only going to be working on, you know, maybe one or two ideas at once. We'll come back to it, take a pause, take a break, and then try something else. Um, it's totally okay to put things on the back burner, um, but trying to do a million projects at one is just not um, ideal. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So looking at the Eight of Cups card, there's several um, several cups and there is a person walking away into like the sunrise or the sunset. We're not clear on that. Um, but he's moving on from a lot of um, a lot of cups, so meaning like an emotional situation. And it could be, you know, it used to be emotionally fulfilling, but isn't anymore. Uh, but for me, it's more or less like getting in way over your head. And um, it's way too emotionally unstable for you to handle. Again, like the whole clutter analogy, like too many things, not enough space, not limiting yourself. Um when I say limiting, I don't mean in a terrible way. I mean like in an efficient way. It means smothering yourself with too many people, with not enough, um, what's the phrase I'm trying to look for? Smothering yourself with too many people. Like maybe you're trying to hang out with way too many friends and then you end up just canceling all of your plans instead because things are just way too overwhelming. There's way too many people to interact with, et cetera, et cetera. I find myself doing this a lot. Um, not lately, but around the holidays, I made so many holiday plans to try to see everybody while they were in town, but it just was not ideal. Um, and I hate that I wasn't able to have every opportunity that I could, but also remember your own cup needs to be refilled at this time. Like learn when it's okay to say no and have your own personal boundaries. So moving on to the swords card. Um, it is generally, like in all of my decks, they're female, but I don't think it really matters um, what gender or if they have a gender or not. Um, but they're blindfolded and it seems like they're somewhat trapped by swords, but they're really not. They have space to move around. And it's kind of funny that it's coming up around the whole Bird Box movie. If you've not seen that, it's pretty good. Um, but it also has a lot of symbolism with um, you know, trusting yourself and your intuition and whatnot. So for the Eight of Swords, um, it's a result of no boundaries and it leads to isolation. When it, it kind of reminds me of a very, um, Leo type of mindset where you were so pressed to get your point across that you end up just driving everybody away. Anybody that could have possibly helped you, um, you know, navigate through this really harsh world is now having an ill taste in their mouth. They don't want to help you, um, all because you could not, um, give them the time to, uh, speak their mind. And I think that's really important is 
for one, know when it's time to let others help you. Two, when you're so determined to speak your truth, whether you're right or not, doesn't matter. Um, not everyone's going to agree with you. Um, so you can't just keep pressing on this until everyone just gets frustrated and runs away. Like, no one's going to be around to help you. Gosh, <laughs> I just get so frustrated about it. But yes. Know what verbal type of boundaries you need to have when you communicate with other people. Um, Know when you can be on your own and know when you can trust yourself. But also know uh, when you need to talk to other people. So then we move on to the Eight of Pentacles, which uh, this one is from the Darcy Mermaid Tarot deck. I guess I should have said that that's the deck I'm looking at right now. Um, it's one of my first decks I got. Anyways, so it is a mermaid collecting coins and putting them in her big treasure chest. This one was very difficult for me to start reading with at first because I totally didn't understand. And for me, it looked exactly like the Seven of Pentacles where she's just kind of like, you know, leaning on some kind of post and looking after her finances. And it just didn't really resonate and make sense. So I had to look through a couple other decks. And for this one in particular, it's kind of like a good thing that comes from boundaries is the boundary of self-discipline. It's the one of reward. The way to help like wealth is hard work and diligency. And I think this is really important to understand that boundaries are not there all to just push people away or to control the situation or people. It's also to protect yourself. It's also to make sure that you have what you want or what you even need um, internally and externally. And then it's also like a nice reward. Like you can save up money for experiences you can save up money to have nice things. You don't have to have a ton of things, but a nice house, a nice big quiet house. Um, you can have a lush bed, very like Taurus vibes, you know, diligent, hard working until you finally get what you've been wanting um, and enjoying that, having space to enjoy that and, you know, not like saying, oh, well, I need to spend all this time with family because I feel like I have to. No, you don't have to. Like, you do what makes you feel right and complete and fulfilled. Don't forget to fill your own cup also. I know that some of this is a lot of, like, rambling. <laughs> I hope you're all sticking with me through it, though. So then I want to talk about the strength card. I love the strength card because one, it's very inspiring. Um, it's usually a uh, female, um, somewhat like taming a lion, but to her, it's just like a giant cat, which reminds me of my cat's big orange um, and very feisty, but he can have his really nice moments at times too. Um, and then this also reminds me of the... <laughs> The pretty much only legend of Tyr that you can find 
um, in Nordic mythology. There's like a poem in the Poetic Oda, Edda, who's to say? It doesn't matter. So the legend goes where there was this giant wolf, Fenner, who, you know, wouldn't eat from anybody and he was, you know, causing issues. So Tyr was the only, uh, guy that, you know, got him to eat. Um, and he was actually like really nice and awesome. Uh, but then as he got bigger and this was like a giant, like wolf, like the size of like buses, you know, as he got bigger, the gods freaked out and thought he was going to be like super big and unruly, um, so they said, dude, nope, gotta tie him up, you know, like Sandlot style. Um, and so they all gathered around and made this like sacred, um, special like ribbon or rope to tie him up. And the whole time dogs laughing or wolf rather, um, saying, oh dude, that's not gonna like, um, that's not gonna hold me at all. And he's like, how about, you know, you put someone's hand in my mouth and, if I can get out, like, or if I can't get out, I'll spare their hands. But if I can, you know, it's gone. And so they're not like, you know, fine, we can guarantee that, you know, but nobody wanted to step forward except for Tyr. So Tyr steps forward and, you know, puts his hand in his mouth um, as like a sign of good faith, um, even though he knew that there's no way he was going to be able to um, jump out of that hold and he was going to freak out and feel like he was betrayed. So he knew he was going to be losing his hand, but he did it for the greater good, the collective betterment. Um, so it kind of reminds me of like very Aquarius vibes, you know, having the courage to stand up for what you know is right, no matter, um, the kind of outcome that may occur, strength and courage. Okay. So, yep, Fenner ended up uh, not being able to get out. He freaked out and bit his hand anyway. And so you see Tyr with only one hand. Um, and that's how Tyr relates to the Justice card. He's the one that um, put out his will of good faith and made it so to where, you know, all of our words are signs of, um, they're, what's the word for it? They're, they're finite, they're, they're contracts, they're, like, taking your word for it is now an agreement, it's law, it's, you know, carrying that out. Now, he does get, like, a rap for being the, uh, war of God, um, and that's only pretty much because, uh, whenever the day of, days of the week, um, you know, were the Roman constructs, um, they had their, um, their gods be pretty similar, but their Tuesday or Tuesday was Mars, the god of war, and they felt like that was somewhat similar and then just worked. You have to think about, like, the Nordic gods, um, their Vikings mindset was war wasn't separate from law at all. It was the result of this contracted agreement that we were going to go to war with this village on this date and, you know, this was happening for this amount of time. It was an agreement as a result of um, a law 
someone have fucked up, they're going to die, you know, that's just how it goes. Now, there was a lot of, like, killing and pillaging and also, um, but they weren't completely lawless humans. We can talk about that more in the next episode where I bring in Tyr and the Justice card and then also the days of the week, um, and we'll talk about other deities then, um, next week, but... Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting uh, correlation between strength and the story of Tyr and how he lost his hand. But yeah, getting back to the whole general uh, general message of my year being about the star, the strength card, and the number eight, and how it correlates to all the eights. And for me, this will be a very challenging year when it comes to standing up for myself, living in my truth. Um helping the collective and being very vulnerable at the same time like this podcast is being vulnerable for me I tried to do the whole YouTube video and it was great but I think the visual aspect of watching my mannerisms and the way I spoke or slurred words or what did I look like was just very overwhelming for me so just talking in a silent room with my tarot cards and being in sweatpants or like, you know, a t-shirt that's comfortable for me. But this year will be a huge year about growing. It'll be about, you know, what I really want. What kind of boundaries do I really need to set with people? With friends, with family, with work? How is this going to look like for me? How am I going to be pouring my creativity out into the universe while also replenishing myself? How am I going to be throwing um, my collective healing out for people while also receiving the kind of healing that I need back um, from the world? What, um, What kind of hardships am I going to feel like feeling out of control, um, yeah, (laughs) so that's what I have for you guys today, I hope you enjoyed, um, if you have any comments or any ideas for next time's podcast, please let me know, thanks for listening.